Please. This is our podcast about religion, culture, and politics. And perspectives on all those things. What are we talking about today, Rachel? Predictions, you said? Yes. Yeah, so um, our last episode was... <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what am I doing here? <laughs> uh, our last episode was looking back at 2021. And this episode is looking forward. We're looking into our crystal balls and saying, what is 2022 going to look like? <laughs> Why'd you laugh? <laughs> you don't like that phrase? The future will be cosmic. <laughs> so what, is, what does this year hold? Mostly like politically and culturally. That's kind of what we, we focus on around these parts. So um, we're going to talk about a couple of different buckets you did, you did uh, outline a nice structure, which is, I guess, why I looked to you. <laughs> and that's what I'm about to tell our listeners. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about the states, then what's going to happen at the federal level, what's happening generally in the culture we think this year, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll look back at this at the end of the year yep. and see if we were, how wrong we were, and then what Christians should think about it all, and our usual stinkers and thinkers. So Sounds good. Taylor, I guess we'll start small and work our way, or smaller and work our way up. The states are not small; they're very important. They are, but I guess it's smaller in geography, budget. <laughs> yes. So, well, I'll start by laying out politically what it looks like in the states. People may not realize it's a big year for state elections. Twenty twenty two, thirty six governors are up that's crazy you'd mentioned that to me and it blew my mind <laughs> yeah 20 20 republicans and 16 democrats wow, 37 36 yeah 36 <laughs> are you listening i thought you said 37 no, 36 okay it's pretty close um <laughs> yeah some you know notable states michigan georgia have been kind of more in the spotlight yep. governors so um, yeah, these will be some some big elections, some kind of shoe ins, um, and it'll be interesting what issues define you know an election year. Yeah, um, issues tend to take center stage, and we had you know an off year election last year with Virginia, which we did a whole episode on yep. the bellwether. And Perhaps. I think that, yeah, a lot of there'll be a lot of similarities uh, into what Republican uh, candidates focus on. But it'll be interesting what the Democrats who lost learn. So here in Virginia, the Democrats focused on just being kind of anti-Trump and mm -hmm. that's it. And mm -hmm. that didn't really work. So will they change their their key? This Gosh, year? I mean, it certainly seems like a bad year to be a Democrat. It is. it is. I think I saw today Quinnipiac poll had Biden at like 33% yeah. approval. Uh, oof. And just the the, the non-reaction to the Omicron wave. Not of, having tests out. Yeah. Um, record inflation. Yep. The school situations. So listening to someone talk about the the te the Chicago Teachers Union walkouts and saying you know here's some here's an easy way to get some points is to you know decry Chicago teachers for walking out of you know or striking not walking out but striking in the midst of everything that's going on 
you know, Kamala Harris should say this at a speech or something and, you know, set herself apart. But as far as I know, it's been crickets on that issue. Yeah, I think I saw the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, um, denounced. That's the mayor. And it's not like. She's a Democrat. But yeah, yeah, it's um, I mean, I definitely think that education and parental choice, parental rights Mm -hmm. um, is going to be at the forefront of many of these campaigns so is there going to be like how many any any governorships will change parties um i forget the the breakdown but there are a number of kind of toss-ups um that are potentials yeah because the last election uh tremendous like republicans lost the presidency but picked up all over the place and state houses Mm -hmm. and legislatures and Virginia just went back in their state house to Republicans. Yeah. States are definitely on the whole a lot more yeah. uh, trending red. Right. Right. So I guess what is our prediction? <laughs> We're just kind of I, I think it's going to continue on. Yeah. The, the, the red wave marches on. Um, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I don't know if I have any hot takes. Or yeah. I think it just bold. All about educate. It's the, the year that. I think there'll be more education choice and mm-hmm. charter school opportunities and um, that sort of thing opening up. Yep. Uh, what about at the federal level? Federal level. It's a midterm year. You know, people yep. don't pay attention as much. It's not as sexy as a presidential year. Um, well, I mean, but again, more Republicans are expected to pick up seats in Congress. Yeah, so predicted the, majority. the House could swing by a huge amount or a little bit. I heard one analyst talking, yeah, 20 to 25 additional Republican seats. I think that's a conservative like, estimate. Yeah, up to like 35. Mm-hmm. I think the factoid there would that w- was that would be the largest Republican majority since like the 20s, which just sounds un- unbelievable, but I guess with what was the majority yeah. in the 90s? Yeah, I'm not sure the number breakdown, but um, right now Democrats are have a very small majority. So, yep. you know, when it swings, if it's that large, it could be yep. a huge wave. Um, so it's going to be pedal to the metal for Democrats to try and get done whatever they can between now and I guess what November-ish. Right. And that's what we saw this week. President Biden attempt to rally his party behind nuking the filibuster so the filibuster um says you have to get essentially 60 votes to pass legislation in -hmm. the senate and he wanted democrats to get rid of the filibuster in order to pass historic quote voting rights legislation which like if you're gonna lose the majority soon why would you leave the like why would you uh, kind of crack those keys out of the concrete and then (laughs) Now they're out of the concrete forever, and then they're going to be used by whoever then next has power, which in a matter of months is probably your political opponents. Seems dumb. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Um, Do we have any, like, bold predictions? Buck the trends? How can we be wrong? What's a verifiable? Um... About bold predictions, I, I think it's going to be a pretty substantial gain of Republican seats. So even in the Senate, uh, the Senate, I think Republicans will win by a slimmer. Yeah, probably just like uh, I'm going to say five. 
I think even like four. I don't know. All right. There we go. We have our numbers. <laughs> um, but the house is set up for a pretty substantial win, I think. Yep. And it, it'll be interesting, I think, what the what will the midterms be about? And each side's trying to define that right now. And you see that playing out. Mm. And it's pretty clear Democrats are, they've decided like, just saying Trump is bad is not a winning message. <laughs> like that's not enough. So instead, it seems like their theme is that like democracy is on a razor's edge and it's about to plummet to its death. That's kind of Democrats uh, rallying point. And that's, uh-huh. you know, this voter legislation and whatnot. Um, and then Republicans aren't really running on like a... Uh, aspirational agenda I don't think it seems like they're just (laughs) yeah (laughs) see I I think that they are running on how bad things are (laughs) under Biden so we're not Democrats inflation (laughs) botched Afghanistan withdrawal yeah um I think inflation really I mean it's always about kitchen table concerns right if you're uh, cost of filling up your car every week yep. is sixty dollars instead of forty dollars. That's a big difference. Yep. Um, groceries, etc. So, good point. I think that, and then the uh, COVID, just that it hasn't gone away. And didn't he promise us that everything will go back to normal and be normal under Joe Biden? <laughs> didn't he promise? <laughs> didn't he promise? And I think he did. It's just as bad, if not kind of worse it yep. is worse the numbers are worse <laughs> yep yeah actually true true um, which you know is that really his fault <laughs> but um, who can control these things yeah but it would I mean, but that, it is under his administration and he did criticize the yeah. former president for not getting it under control like it's the amount of the, the fact that we can't don't have the rapid tests available like in mountains why can't we go around and find mountains of rapid tests right yeah the like FDA approval process, you know, just so sclerotic. Yeah. Next category. Next category is our general, like, what is going to be the mm. mood of the year, <laughs> the culture, the zeitgeist, the things that we really, you know, like that stick with, ah, oh, this was the mood of the year. I think mine tears over what you said earlier about the Democrats trying to say democracy is in crisis. I've been kind of forming this opinion that uh, I think maybe I articulated it tonight over dinner for the first time. We did promise the people our kitchen table conversation. <laughs> this is quite literally our kitchen table. The democracy is always in crisis, but now we're just paying a little more attention. And there is this, you know, drumbeat of uh, with, you know, data like uh, Republican Party members calling into question the presidential election, uh, polling that demonstrates increased uh, belief amongst uh, party members that, you know, Democrats are actively trying to destroy the United States. And then for Democrats, Republicans are actively trying to destroy the United States. It's somewhat unique indicators. But I think I think there's just like a... Maybe the, maybe the conditions are different, but the particulars are different, but th- there's always a moment of crisis. Democracy is fragile. You know, Ben Franklin's quote, a Republican, if you can keep it to the woman when he comes out of the you know, drafting the Constitution. And 
I was reading reading this uh, Teddy Roosevelt biography, thanks to my mother-in-law, a very generous gift. And Theodore Sr. writes to Theodore Jr. in 1877 that he fears for his future. Wow. In 1877. It's just like this is kind of perennial thing, you know, because he was talking about corruption in politics, and it's never been this bad. I don't see how wow. you know a country can stand with this much corruption. So that's about the time there were like duels in or I guess that was before the Civil War. There 1877? Duels in Congress. Uh, I forget when the I mean, yeah. last duel was. There were probably like occasional. Reconstruction was rough. <laughs> it was rough. There were, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of violence. Like I was chatting with a friend today, the 2,500 domestic bombings in the 70s. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So like there's always something nuts going on. And, I, you know, this is a highly debated topic, but my prediction is democracy will remain intact for 2022. <laughs> bold bold (laughs) i think you're right um (laughs) but i don't know i feel like that's that's like a controversial claim (laughs) maybe like in 2024 will be the real controversy but right right i think that's what i mean i'll I'll put a stake in the ground now i'm gonna say like 2030 we're still gonna have democracy boom you heard it here first so check back in (laughs) whatever i don't know what year it is 22 yeah eight years from now Right. I agree. I agree. Um, What's your take? My take. Prediction. So this, um, I've noticed lately that I, I kind of feel like mom culture is uh, indicative of like the most important things, like the kitchen table Whoa. Whoa. items. I know. Um, and I think that this yeah, I've I've just noticed hearing fellow moms talking about kind of the vaccine uh, mask uh, debates. Get are, it it is a very hot and contentious topic on either side. I've heard hmm. um, mm-hmm. people on either side of you know everyone should be yeah vaccine should be mandated or they shouldn't be that's ridiculous mm-hmm. um my body my choice vaccine mm-hmm. um and i think that as the the federal government and the cdc has botched the response particularly to this wave this surge of covid um of honestly like nobody really knows what the recommendations are right on how <laughs> Yeah. How many times you should test? When you should test? I think I saw a, uh, an excerpt from an interview with maybe the CDC director or some like spokesperson, and it was you know, well, do you think it's bad when, uh, or it's it's not great when you know you're being memed and made fun of on the internet? It's, like, <laughs> it's not good. It's not great, Bob. Like agreed. Like <laughs> so, yeah, we just it's totally yeah. lost. Uh, how long to quarantine? You know when you need the booster how effective is the booster etc 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 so it's just full rife with confusion the response um from the quote-unquote authorities and the moms are confused everyone's confused. everyone's confused okay. i think everyone's confused but you you have to make even if you're confused you have to make decisions right we're all forced right. into making True. decisions yep. about yep. Yep. going to weddings about sending your kids to school about your people making decisions for you you know not being allowed into a restaurant if you don't have a vaccine card or you know sorry your kid can't come to school because Hmm. they were around someone with COVID or whatever it is um 
we either have to make decisions or decisions are being forced upon us. And I think that um, as more and more different institutions, whether it's government, whether it's a local business, whether it's your friend who's having a wedding, wh- whoever, whatever convener of a group mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is out there forcing one decision on everyone so let's say you know you go to an event and everyone has to wear their mask well some people are going to be mad about that if your church says you have to wear a mask some people are going to be mad about that um uh and vice versa people will be mad if you don't say that for your institution right so i think that these battles because there is no quote objective truth about the right answer on this (laughs) even though a number of people Everyone thinks they have yep. the right enough answer for them right. yep. <laughs> that they are willing to argue about it. And I think that um, these these things are just going to keep amping up. If Unless COVID totally disappears in the next two months after this wave and it's a distant memory. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe so. <laughs> but if there are more mutations, et cetera. So, you know. Hmm if blue cities start mandating that children are vaccinated in order to go to school, that is just going to cause an explosion. So I think this is just a powder keg that is brimming. And the more um, it hangs out there, the more just culturally Hmm. people are on edge and ready to blow. (laughs) And so I I think, I think, I think it will lead to civil discontent. The, okay arguing the not like the other side of a given issue being so anathema to your decisions related to a vaccine or a mask um that i i don't know what it'll lead to (laughs) you know like i i just think it this this mood is going to lead to something what does it play into say high election turnouts for midterm right totally like midterms historically lower than general election years, so right. maybe it's a higher than normal midterm turnout. Right, and more more marches and protests and all of those things lead to different social changes. Um, huh. So that's my that's my hot take. Like the mom's gonna march on. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, DC. If school mandates happen, I think so. Interesting. Flight from the blue cities to the red. Or demanding school choice. Countries. And, um, yeah. Oof. It's true. I mean... It, more homeschooling or co-opting or, you know, whatnot. There is that kind of, like, stealth wave of, you know, change and, you know, kind of under uh, undercutting the whole system of the public education model or education in person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we've fully seen the ramifications of that. Or is, like, the typical school system so resilient that we're just going to end up 10 years from now and it'll look just like it did three years ago yeah yeah i mean i think it depends you know if vaccine mandates don't happen that's probably a different story but yeah uh, that's it that's those are the predictions so okay we (laughs) talked about what we think might happen this year or you know the coming years um what are ways christian should think about these things framing these things how about Taylor, your prediction about democracy. How should should Christians be wedded to democracy? <laughs> I think it's the best system of government we've discovered so far and has, I think, led to the largest increase of 
human flourishing and religious so freedom far. religious freedom yes all those things so i think christians should care about these questions uh my prediction is no way a flippant disregard for any problems or cracks i think uh it is a we need to pay attention we need to read listen i think you know humility too you know here we are making predictions <laughs> <laughs> but also i'm probably wrong could be wrong um I hope I'm not wrong about mine, actually. I mean, that's pretty terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> I think, you know, maintaining an attitude of humility, I think, in all these things <laughs> and facing the future. Sounds good. My thoughts on, I, I mean, whether it's the question of, like, is democracy hanging in the balance or it's the question of are va- vaccine mandates the, you know, worst thing ever or mm-hmm. necessary to keep schools open or you know whatever the arguments are um and you know i taylor and i obviously have very strong opinions about these things because we we have a podcast <laughs> we're opinionated <laughs> people and you know we obviously um aren't perfect in handling disagreements about these things um but i especially was convicted by this social media post that i reposted on our new instagram i'll plug oh yeah we have a new instagram it's quite good we are the barclays because they don't do apostrophes there's no we're the barclays on instagram (laughs) um so i reposted this the other day because i thought it was so good it's from a local pastor Um, And he, Isaac Adams, and he posted four tips for more charitable conversation. Hmm. One, this goes along kind of with your, what you just said, accept that you could be wrong about some things. Two, clearly understand what hills are and aren't worth dying on. Three, pray the Lord internalizes 2 Timothy 2.24 in your bones, which I'll read that in a second. And four, remember your conversation partner is an image bearer. Indeed. Oof. Oof. That that maybe is the most key. Um, so that that second yeah, uh, what is Timothy two twenty four. A servant and this is the NLT, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach, and be patient with difficult people. Aww. <laughs> And then the next verse, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Oof. Yeah. (laughs) That's not easy. None of that. None of those four (laughs) points are easy. None of those verses are easy. Um, But more and more, yeah. Picking what are the battles worth Mm -hmm. fighting, the truth worth standing up for. Um, and what, what hills maybe not to, not to cross. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yeah. tough, tough. It is tough. Well, S- stinkers, thinkers, stinkers and thinkers. Taylor, what was your stinker? My stinker is, I don't know, maybe make some people angry, but <gasps> Olivia Rodrigo's album sour that everyone was putting in their top 10 albums of the year list really yeah wow. like everyone loved it and i i think i've attempted to listen to it eh, i'd say like four times like multiple times like all right i'm gonna i don't get her, gonna yeah. power this up and you know, one of the songs is fun and it's like it's very like peppy and energetic but i just just can't do it 
Yeah. I've tried. I've I've made it. I make it like probably one and a half songs, <laughs> and then I'm thinking, ah, there's this other thing I'd rather listen to, and then I move to that. Agree. A, I a agree stink. with you. And it came out. I don't even know <laughs> when. Many months ago. Uh, I can't find the date. But last year, sometime last, last year. year, yeah. And May, she, May of last year. She was the TikTok famous, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think right. She made it on TikTok, and then Did that's she? how she oh, became it. Well, good for her. That's great. I mean, I thought if this is right. I don't and then know. She went and plugged vaccines at the White House. So. The youths. I don't. I don't know these <laughs> things. <laughs> um, I think my stinker. We talked about this a little on the last episode. I think I'm gonna go with "Don't Look Up." Okay, and you, you sat with it for a week and a half. Yeah, I sat two with weeks, it. Two weeks, two weeks, I guess. Yeah, I sat with it, and that's what I've decided. And maybe it's because, like, in general, I'm like, as I thought about it, like, gosh, Meryl Streep and Leonardo DiCaprio are always so preachy, <laughs> and like, they're some of these movies that they make could be so good if they weren't so like bash you over the head. I know, and it's just kind of annoying. No one wants to be preached at. Um, I still hold by. We did love the ending scene with Timothy yes. Chalamet. Did a great representation of evangelicals and a lovely prayer, which was surprising yeah. in this type of film. Um, so we, you know, I, I still, I like, I love his character. I think it yep. did well done. And even like the premise of the movie could have been so good, but it was, had to be like a, bash you over the head about climate change thing so and then it was like, like what are we supposed to do now okay it's like so say i yeah you're right leo meryl now what <laughs> yeah are mean, we, like do they have a they probably have a website somewhere i guess we can go look at that i mean did they give up everything to stop the impending asteroid of climate change well they probably have carbon offsets so you, right, they can pay their way out. You of fly it. to Davos on your private plane and talk about climate change, but then you buy carbon offsets where someone plants trees somewhere ostensibly. Uh, you know. They're not doing the planting. For oh no, sure. no, 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 for no, no. sure. I mean, it's like green energy, green tech is like a whole, and like environmental care, it's like a whole. People making money off of this, you know? yeah. Good for them. Good. <laughs> good for, yeah. Good business if you can get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think you're the same. It probably is. All right. I'm going to count to three, then we both say it. Ready? One, two, three. Station 11. 11. <laughs> Station 11. <laughs> yep. Okay, guys, it is it was, so good. Yeah, the really hype is, is, is there. It seems like somewhat delayed. Like what we, was delayed? The the hype, like it wasn't. Oh yeah. Maybe because yeah. it was sort of unexpected. Like I didn't hear about the show right. coming out. I think I saw it on HBO. No big stars. No. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, oh, Twitter is so a buzz good. and. Yeah, um, the story is just like uh, grips you. It's. I said it kind of reminds me of the experience watching Lost back in the day. Wow. Like the character development and this like kind of apocalyptic what's happening sci-fi mm-hmm. type of story it is well done and is it all in someone's head or is the it time real? hoppiness yeah which tonight is the finale i know that's why we gotta wrap this up <laughs> all right folks <laughs> <laughs> oh it is an excellent show though i think yeah well done great cinematography oh so good it's on hbo uh you know i will be that guy having read the book <laughs> oh, uh, of it is a little different uh, it's probably good because then you're surprised. I guess so. Edge of your, I'm still at the edge of my seat and enjoy it. 
I don't I don't know if I have the same like high like loss level like oh, high. Um, yeah, it's hard to replace lost, but it's close for me. I heard someone saying it was like uh, they've never been so invested in the show in like the last decade. Huh? Lost was like over a decade now. <laughs> We're just, oof. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, quite good. Quite good. Go watch it. We'll go watch it. We're gonna go watch the finale. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. This is Thanks our listening. year ahead. Uh let us know what you think. What do you think's gonna happen this year? 